1: should be looking for the most valuable information. We should be be looking for what's underrated. And this is what markets are already designed to do. This is what people already are accustomed to using markets to do. I want to kind of merge these two worlds of information and finance in that way and get people thinking along these lines. I'm Alex Bloomberg host of the podcast Startup and you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: Today's We Are LA Tech shout-out goes to Dave Whelan. Dave, thank you so much for supporting and cheering on the We Are LA Tech community and podcast. Be sure to say hello to Dave on social on LinkedIn, D-A-V-E, last name W-H-E-L-A-N. He is just so cool building Rebel Labs. Rebel Labs is a leading science-based revolution in wellness arena encompassing mind, body, and spirit. They are teaching us how to build a healthy life and providing building blocks of knowledge from food to fitness. And, oh, my God, are they amazing. Tell them you found them via We Are LA Tech. Self-worth. Self-worth is a funny situation. Self-worth determines, like, if we have low prices – Maybe it's because we don't value ourselves enough. If we don't set boundaries, maybe it's because we don't value ourselves enough. There's this really fine line between, you know, making space for others and just really not valuing ourselves. And not from like a good, holistic, philanthropic, loving place, but in a place from low self worth. And I know for my 2022, I've mentioned this before, my North Star is learning self love. Um, all these self words sorry for the the cheesy, sappy, LA-sounding terminology. <laughs> I've been learning a lot about how different business leaders operate their business and their pricing models. And self-worth comes into such strong play in the decisions they make and how they, they format their operations and what kind of uh, boundaries they set around how much time they give their customers, their members and um, what kind of attention they pay to their team, and et cetera. It's just really, really interesting. So I think self-worth is something to really explore. People who have had the the luckiness to have naturally discovered confidence and cockiness, I'm not talking about that. You're good on your own. You don't need a lesson in self-worth. You got so much self-worth, you don't even know what to do with it, but us, Little hippie capitalists over here. We need to work on our self-worth and make sure that we're valuing ourselves so that we have all the energy that to serve to the best of our abilities. Anyway, little cheesy personal spot today. Enjoy the next episode. the We Are LA Tech podcast spotlighting LA tech companies and talent so excited for our next guest. Welcome, Mike. Hello.
1: Hello. Wow, I am hyped now.
0: (laughs) Mike, I'm so excited coming at us from Pasadena. People are like, where is Pasadena? Like, yes, it's still Los Angeles. LA is the most fragmented city. Mike, what brings you to Los Angeles and tell us about your
1: startup? Thank you. Well, uh, I've had family in Los Angeles going back uh, much longer than my own lifetime. And so uh, it's just a good good place to have home and be able to visit grandma on the weekends instead of twice a year. My startup is ideamarket.io, and it's a crypto startup to replace media corporations as the arbiters of credibility around the world.
0: And what inspired you to create your startup?
1: When I was new to crypto a few years ago, I had never really invested in anything, and I was learning how that works and in order to figure out what to buy in crypto world, I would go to the super weird corners of the internet where there's all kinds of chaos, like 4chan and Reddit and just these kind of primordial oozes of internet information. And what I discovered about these communities was that everybody was always saying, show me this, show me that, tell me what's the best thing in the world that nobody knows about. There's this ferocious curiosity in an entire community. I'd never really seen that before. So my first experience of markets, markets scale curiosity. Markets make large groups of people care a lot about getting the best information in the world about that topic. And what I wanted to see if we could do is use markets to create that kind of curiosity, not only about crypto assets or stocks, but about any topic and any of the information that's out there on the internet. Because the difference between the knowledge that is common and the world's best knowledge is is so great a gap that it's it's a tragedy and it's technologically unnecessary.
0: What drew you to Pasadena?
1: My wife and I moved to Pasadena because of Chinese food, actually. She and I lived in Beijing for a time and fell in love with a particular Chinese street food called Kaolongian. And when we came back to the States, every now and then we would nostalgically Google Kaolongian near me, knowing that the nearest one was probably in Beijing. But one day it turned out that there was one being served in Pasadena and we were living in Santa Clarita at the time, about 30 minutes north. And we went, oh my goodness, there's one in Pasadena. We started coming down on the weekends to get mein, our favorite Beijing street food. And just having come into town uh, so many times, we started to realize, well, this is actually kind of a beautiful place. So we found an apartment here. And and settle down. And now we live less than a mile from that uh, that little Chinese place. That's
0: so rad. Yummy. What do you feel about the Pasadena tech community there? Where do you go? How do you find everybody else in startups in that area?
1: To be quite honest, I'm not super plugged in. The LA crypto industry seems mostly concentrated in Santa Monica and the Venice kind of areas, at least in my experience so far. That's where a lot of the meetups take place. But since my team is fully remote, I don't have to find that many like immediately local people though i have run into some investors in random places like gas stations and stuff like that so they're definitely around but i haven't made an incredible effort to connect with the pasadena people specifically
0: and where is your company right now meaning how many people do you have on your team um have you guys raised
1: yeah we've raised about uh one and a half million dollars and our team is about 6 people right now. I'm I'm a non-technical founder so I had to hire some devs to actually do the work. We're trying to keep it as lean as possible.
0: What is your vision for where you want to go a few years from now?
1: I want to see a world where when the public needs the world's best information about something. Let's say a crisis hits like you know like a pandemic for example instead of looking for the most authoritative opinions and sources of information like the cdc the new york times we as a culture should be looking for the most valuable information we should be looking for what's underrated and this is what markets are already designed to do this is what people are already accustomed to using markets to do i want to kind of merge these two worlds of information and finance in that way and get people thinking along these lines i expect will produce far better results in terms of getting people the information they need in a way that doesn't depend on media corporations' schedules and preferences.
0: I mean, what would you say are are the blocks in getting there right now? What are some of the challenges you're experiencing, and how can we support you and as a community in overcoming those?
1: The notion of creating a new asset class around credibility and information is a completely open field. We actually are just eating humble pie right now because I figured. All right, we built the world's first market for credibility and information. Uh, therefore, it's going to completely work the way I wanted to, and it didn't. So we kind of had to change things around a lot, and now our approach is much more experimental, in the sense that we're not really sure what the exact implementation of this idea is going to look like. We're just pretty sure it's in this direction. So it's it's a wide open field, and that's 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 part of the struggle.
0: And you have a podcast too. Tell us about your podcast.
1: Sure. Uh, The Idea Market Podcast, uh, we interview people and ask basically what they are uh, long and short on. What are the low-hanging fruit of the informational world? What kinds of little bits of knowledge would improve people's lives drastically if only they knew this one little thing? Um, We also kind of talk about our own industry, specifically the intersection between epistemology and tech, the way that we can build infrastructure for making sense of the world in more effective ways than we do now.
0: I'm curious, when you talked about that you've raised money, were you able to raise in Los Angeles or was that outside of a LA? Because so many people talk about how the LA VC and angel ecosystem isn't as strong as it could be. What was your experience in that?
1: Yeah, the, the crypto industry lives primarily on Twitter, as far as I can tell. And so a lot of our investor connections came from there and it came from successful launches it's really quite as as global and as remote as the company itself. So I'm afraid I don't have particular insight about the LA VC culture.
0: So you definitely did not tap into LA in order to raise the bucks. (laughs) Seems like that's a story I hear pretty often. It's, it's disappointing. we got to do something as a city to improve it. What resources do you tap into here in, in LA that have really helped you? Have there been any?
1: Yeah. For example, uh, you asked in the, in the pre-interview what my favorite hike is. And, uh, my favorite hike is actually not quite a hike, but I love to stroll through Huntington gardens, which is incredibly beautiful, uh, botanical garden. And my wife really likes plants. So she, she took me there and I was like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that a zoo for plants could be so fascinating and peaceful. So we're members now and we go, uh, on the pretty frequently and, uh, it's just a, a great place to kind of get out of the feeling of bustle and concrete and city and, and reconnect with nature. And it's really, uh, uh, you know, a valuable and refreshing and serene kind of a place.
0: We don't really think of resources as places to recalibrate our brains, but that is indeed very important and very true. And I love that you answered it that way. What are some other places that you recommend in LA? Like, what's your favorite place to eat here? You talked about your Chinese food place.
1: Yes. One of the reasons I love Pasadena in general is that there's just an eclectic mix of food. They seem to really just care about food a lot here. And my other favorite Pasadena restaurant is Gus's Barbecue, which uh, is the kind of place that just feels like it's 100 years old and feels like B.B. King should be playing blues in the corner of it or something like that. It's just got a lot of character and a lot of heart and some of the best cornbread and beef ribs that you know a man could ever ask for. It's awesome. <laughs>
0: Yummy. Now I want to go eat barbecue. <laughs> you talked about how Twitter really helped you in raising money. And it's something I talk about a lot that I think this year, Twitter's actually the hub for Los Angeles tech. Um, if you follow the hashtag long LA, there's just so much community happening within Twitter for Los Angeles. How do you use Twitter and how would you recommend that we all use Twitter?
1: My experience of Twitter has been like a perpetual conference. And I don't know if it's just the crypto industry. It probably, I, okay, so there's something kind of special about the crypto industry uh, in that everyone kind of feels like an outsider in a lot of ways. There's sort of an us versus the world kind of a vibe. So when you meet people who feel the same way and are also like in that group with you, you kind of automatically feel connected to them, which is why I think crypto conferences are such kind of exciting and fruitful places for building relationships. And Twitter has kind of managed to port the conference experience into a perpetual free for all uh, online so, so that you can kind of be in that vibe uh, no matter where you are.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people have a lot of conflict with Twitter, like they're like, ah, I don't want to be on Twitter or this and that. I think it, Twitter is one of the strongest community builders out there if you utilize it the right way. It's such a positive, incredible experience if used with intention in the right way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And one of my favorite things about it is kind of no matter how weird you are, you can find your peeps.
0: So I was really excited that I came across you recently. We actually, speaking of Twitter, met in in a Twitter community. And uh, I'd love to know more, like, what is Idea Market all about to you? Um, Tell me about your launch and and, uh, how we could support you in that.
1: Idea market generally is just building experiments in decentralizing common knowledge. We're coming up with ways to propagate information more reliably and uh, higher value, higher use information than media corporations and our existing authorities do. And the next experiment we're gonna launch is basically a social network uh, like Twitter or Reddit where all the users are invited to rate all the posts on a scale of one to a hundred and the ratings go on chain. And what this means is like, if I say something controversial and you rate it and and you agree or you disagree, and then history happens and public opinion shifts one way or another, we'll be able to look back through time at your ratings and see who was right about this at a certain time. So we'll be creating like a permanent record of public judgments. So that when a new crisis hits, we know who's been useful in the past and who deserves our trust now.
0: I wonder what inspired you to dedicate, I mean, I was about to say dedicate your life, but that's what we do as founders. What inspired you to dedicate your life to the crypto world, or at least this chapter of your life?
1: (laughs) Sure. I come from kind of a meditation, psychology, you know, creative kind of a background and never expected to end up in either tech or finance. However. When I kind of accidentally landed in the crypto industry and saw the way it allows for building decentralized incentive mechanisms, it kind of all clicked together as a way to apply all those things. And so, what I'm really excited to do is build systems that reconcile personal gain with public interest so that human nature doesn't have to change. We can basically still be greedy and yet produce as a side effect collective results that are far better than the ones that we've been getting by competing with each other. Does that make sense? I mean,
0: okay, you had me at meditation and then how you switch to crypto, I'm like, I feel like crypto is a really frantic world, <laughs> like frenetic. Walk me through how, the, how those worlds, I don't even like the word collide because meditation isn't about colliding. So how do those worlds mesh for you?
1: One of the things that I learned from studying meditation and from a lot of Eastern traditions like Taoism in particular, is that one of the biggest mistakes people and societies make frequently is over interfering in a problem. We try to coerce results. And what crypto rails enable us to do is build systems that we can afford to leave alone. And I'm excited to experiment with that and uh, kind of help help us help us resist over interfering and trying to coerce results um if we can if we can build the right uh, incentives and infrastructure for sharing knowledge and allocating attention to the right people and the right information at the right time then we don't have to censor we don't have to say these are the facts and everyone who disagrees is a is a conspiracy theorist and should be banned like we don't have to be so tyrannical about information if we have the right infrastructure underneath it does that kind of make sense? Is that tied together?
0: Yeah, I just I just hope our future is filled with more love.
1: <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> and the hard part is just making that making that sexy, making that cool because there's there's way too much capital and and sex appeal and status in being like a a a tough guy or a gunslinger or a tyrant or something like that and you know the battle is always seems to be against social status or against fashion like to the extent that we can make love and nonviolence a high status activity we can you know help it to spread
0: 100% oh my gosh you're so cool um
1: Okay. Thank you. Can I get that in writing?
0: <laughs> Last couple of questions. One is a selfish question is what is your favorite mobile app or website, or I'm just so geeky into software and productivity tools. What's your go-to?
1: Got you. I mean, I certainly love Twitter to death right now, but I can't help but shout out Reddit, which I used to use a lot, maybe 10 years ago. And it, it was a huge part of the inspiration for Idea Market because of the way it could take something obscure and make it globally known in 24 hours. I just thought that was a perfect use of the internet to find these valuable little nuggets of obscure genius and spread them all over the world. That's what the internet is for.
0: I love it. Do you know what's crazy? Somehow, I don't know if it's your energy or what, like I just, I think I might like for the podcast of the pandemic and everything going on. Like, maybe we should have like a We Are LA Tech van that, like, because I was like, how cool would it be if I could be sitting with Mike right now? I literally thought that. That I would was, be like, awesome. I should just get a podcast van and like just sit with Mike. Yes, like,
1: do like comedians in cars getting coffee, but like, I don't know, entrepreneurs in uh, what starts with E. What's a van that starts with E? I don't know. We'll I figure that know. out later. Figure out, figure out later. We'll I mean, maybe post. you're
0: right. Maybe keep it more MVP and just like a normal car. But I was thinking like, do you watch YouTube at all?
1: Oh, yeah, sure.
0: Do you know, I don't know his last name. Like he has a podcast called Jeff FM and it, he's part, he was part of the vlog squad. I can't think of his last name right now. Uh, I, he, I
1: wouldn't know him exactly.
0: It, anyway, he has like a barbershop on wheels. It's really cool. Maybe it's, it's called Jeff's Barbershop, actually. <laughs> And I was like, wow, I could have like a podcast and I don't know. Anyway, you took me somewhere in my head.
1: The way you ask people about food and their favorite hikes and spots and stuff like you could literally drive around with people within a particular neighborhood and point them out and and grab a bite and you know, do the hikes. Like you could you could literally
0: Wow, you're taking it to like super next level. That would be amazing. Well, I'm
1: copying Jerry Seinfeld's idea where like he meets up with a comedian and they go get coffee in in a cool car that Jerry picks for them. So like Cars and coffee are two things that Jerry likes, I guess. And so for everyone, they do a different set of those two things. And you you have a, a completely coherent theme here with like LA places and food and entrepreneurs, you can, you can, I think you can physically combine all those. That'd be really sweet.
0: I used to have a studio for years for the podcast before the pandemic. And I was sharing, you know, before we jumped on that, I'm like, oh, I'm not really into like the remote recording and legit, as I'm talking to you, I'm like, oh, I just wish Mike and I were sitting in person. It would just be different.
1: Yeah. There'd be <laughs> a little bit less lag. That's true.
0: You know <laughs> that too. Mike, you're awesome. What is an ask that you have for the community? Um, One, how can they connect with you and, what you and ask you for the community? Something we could all do to support you and your success.
1: Thank you. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Harmony Lion One and uh, Idea Market underscore io. And just you know, keep in touch. Check out what we're doing. It's a it's a community effort. This is a problem that everyone wants to be solved in one way or another. And I would just love to get uh, feedback and test users and everything you got. Just bring it on. I love you guys.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with the LA Tech community. Remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you talk to you all the things in the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye. Hey, this is Mike Elias, founder of Idea Market. We're building the credibility layer of the internet. I'm based in Pasadena. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora. With help from Janice
1: Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll.
0: Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a we are Tech.fm production.